Good morning, I'm Mariam Zaidi and welcome to your active hybrid conference supported by EIT, the Global Digital Foundation and Huawei. Now today is a little bit different. We're having a launch event for a Q&A guide on supporting cybersecurity for SMEs in Europe. A big welcome to our in-person audience. Thank you for taking your seats. Um, and also welcome to everyone who is joining us online. And as always, do get involved and ask your questions on our Slido app. And we will come to those questions a little bit later on in the program. Okay, so supply chain attacks, AI-based spear phishing, these are just a few of the ways that hackers can target you online. And cyber attacks are only get, getting even more sophisticated as technology is evolving. Now, according to the World Economic Forum, there was an increase of 667% of phishing attacks during the initial few months of the COVID-19 pandemic, so back in 2020. Now, Europe cyber agency Anisa said 57% of SMEs who close business operations do so as a direct result of a cyber attack. So how can these SMEs then be helped? Well, peer-to-peer -peer help is being provided by EIT Digital, the Global Digital Foundation and Huawei. And today they're launching this Q&A guide um, promoting cybersecurity for SMEs in Europe. Now, they say that this guide will help improve awareness levels of staff working in SMEs, which is always hugely important, learn, getting them to learn about cybersecurity and how to really mitigate um, any cyber attacks. Well, to find out more, let's now kick off the event. And I invite everyone to watch your screens for an introductory video which is about cyber attacks and how they disrupt global supply chains. And given, of course, that SMEs account for a massive proportion of the EU's GDP, they've got a massive target on their backs. Take a look. Small and medium-sized enterprises are drivers of innovation and economic growth. There are 25 million SMEs in Europe, employing 100 million people in Europe. Half of the EU GDP comes from SMEs. It is not right to assume that cyber attacks target large companies only. There is clear evidence that the SME sector is being systematically targeted by cyber criminals. In the first few months of COVID-19, when online activity increased rapidly, according to the World Economic Forum, there was an increase of 667% in phishing attacks According to Anisa, 57% of SMEs close business operations as a direct result of a cyber attack. Cyber attacks disrupt global supply chains. So what should SMEs do to improve cybersecurity? First, improve awareness levels for staff working in SMEs about cybersecurity and how to mitigate against cyber attacks. Second, Improve awareness in identifying malware, a phishing attack, a web-based attack, a DDoS attack, or ransomware. Third, improve access control, secure password management. A lot of information is out there to help SMEs put in measures to stop cyber attacks. In seeking more information on how to stop cyber attacks, or in the case of cyber attack, Contact your local C-CERT for advice. C-CERTs are located in each of the 27 member states of the EU. 
Other bodies also provide excellent materials on how to improve cybersecurity levels for SMEs, including ENISA, Europol, OECD, and the World Economic Forum. If you are an owner of SME, please don't hesitate to refer to them and get professional support. So a lot of information there um, for SMEs. Well, let's dive in further. And now for some introductory remarks, let me invite to the stage TJ Olivier Veli, um, Bulgarian MEP for Renew Europe. Please do take the floor. Round of applause, everyone. Good morning, dear guests, dear participants, dear ladies and gentlemen. It is real honor uh, for me to open this important conference entitled Q&A Guide on Promoting Cybersecurity for SMEs. In the very beginning, I'd like to thank Euroactive, EIT Digital, Global Digital Foundation, and Huawei for organizing this timely event. We are now facing challenging time where on the one hand, EU is taking measures to overcome the consequences of the determinal Russian invasion in Ukraine. And on the other hand, the Europe is trying to adapt itself for the targets of the green and digital transition. The COVID-19 pandemic showed how important the internet and computers in general are for SMEs to maintain their business. Just remember how they turn challenges posed by the pandemic into opportunities and show their ability to adapt, find solutions and take risks. In order to survive the pandemic and to continue their businesses, many SMEs had to take continuity measures enabling staff to work remotely. Here, I like especially to recognize the efforts of the companies in rural areas, which were even more challenged from the sudden started pandemic. It is true that the digital transformation increases SMEs exposure to digital security risk and likelihood to be victims of cybercrime by making them more exposed to digital security incidents and making them more reliant on digital technology. As stated in the last European Economic Forum annual report, cybersecurity is one of the top 10 risks for businesses globally. Criminals often target SMEs for various reasons, such as they offer a good value to risk ratio and as many SMEs provide services to larger organizations, they, they can enable criminals attack those larger organizations through their supply chain. In fact, ENISA has found that cyber attacks against the EU supply chain have accounted for 70% for all cyber attacks, compared to 1% only last year. Recently, the European Commission adapted its working program for 2023 that aims to ensure a strong, resilient Europe in the background of overlapping crises. On the 30th anniversary of the single market, the revision of the late payment rules will help reduce 
burdens for SMEs in a time of economic uncertainty. Moreover, the initiative on further expanding at and upgrading the use of digital tools and processes in company law will enhance transparency around company in the single market, simplify administrative and judicial procedures, and facilitate the cross-border expansions of companies. The European Parliament supports a range of initiatives to promote SMEs as they play a key role for the economy of the Union. SMEs might be a small in size, but they are big in impact. They are a vital source of creativity and have a real entrepreneurial desire for innovation. As a member of FEMPO committee and as a member of Renew Europe Task Force for SMEs, I acknowledge the importance of the access to funding for the small and medium-sized enterprises. This is why I'm glad to remind that EU programs such as Digital Europe, InvestEU, Horizon Europe, and the resilience and recovery plans from the 27 different member states all contain strong funding mechanisms to support SMEs across Europe. Looking forward, SMEs need to be more aware of and effectively manage digital risk to take the most of opportunities provided by the digital transformation. SMEs in all sectors need to get prepared to better manage digital security risks and defend their data. In this regard, I congratulate the organizer of this conference for publishing this important guide that will be in real benefit for SMEs. I believe that raising awareness is the first vital step of the process. Information campaign, effective cooperation mechanisms, including good channels of communication, are essential in identifying and responding to emerging threats. Building stronger SME structure in Europe will implement both the green and digital agendas that are being pursued by the EU institutions. The European Parliament is working closely with the European Commission and with EU governments to put in place even more initiatives to develop our SME economy. The EU needs our SMEs to prosper as we seek to collectively rebuild the economy of Europe. At a time of serious economic challenges, we must do more to protect, promote and grow opportunities for small and medium-sized enterprises, because no company born big. I wish you successful discussions today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, well now to officially launch uh, the Q&A guide, please give a warm welcome to Tony Jinyong, who's the Huawei Chief Representative to the EU. Um, welcome, please take the stage and head of Public Affairs, Western Europe. Thank you. Thank you, Mariam. Dear MEP Avala Belli, dear guest, good morning. It's so great to be here today. Uh, Huawei is delighted to announce the publication of this question and answer guide on improving the level of the cybersecurity 
for small and medium-sized enterprises in Europe, and together with two organizations that are driving the digital and innovation development across the Europe. We're honored to cooperate with EIT Digital and with the Global Digital Foundation on this very important initiative. You know that from the video, SMEs are the backbone of the European economy. They are the driver of growth and innovation in Europe. They are our future for the economy and the society. 25 million SMEs represent 99% of all the companies, 100 million employees, and more than half of our GDPs. So SME also the key element of the European supply chain. And uh, we know that uh, they're also the target of the cyber attack. Uh, Inisa figures already showing that uh, a big amount of the growth happened the last years and uh, in the futures because of the capability, the fund of the vulnerabilities. So Huawei is committed to work with partners in Europe and elsewhere to create a safe and transparent cyber environment. Our approach is that cybersecurity is built into every single aspect of our company, from strategy and the processes to human resources and the delivery. This is especially true in the ICT sector, our sector. A single piece of the equipment, typically including the components sourced from all over the world. To deal with the cybersecurity challenges effectively, we need to build a global standards and follow international agreed processes. Therefore, we strongly support this guide, small guide, the first step, but offers best practices and the resources from ENISA, Europol, ETSI, and OECD, and the WEF. It also aligns the strong support that EIT Digital can provide to SMEs in cybersecurity via DeepHack, Innovation Factory, and Venture Programs. We hope it will serve as uh, practical tools for all the MSEs to improve the cybersecurity levels including cyber-attack identifications, response, and mitigations. It also helps raise awareness among their staffs, the people, the key person. In fact, 82% of the data breach involves a human element, but it could be avoided by learning how to identify the nature of cyber-attack, learning how to put in place measures to mitigate against the cyber attacks. Learning how to improve the password management, source data backup, manage vulnerabilities, and put in place incident and communication plans. So we support the EU's plans to further strengthen the cybersecurity laws, including the Cybersecurity Act, the NIST 2 Directive, the Cyber Resilience Act. So cybersecurity is a challenge to all the businesses, requiring solid collaborations, cooperations from multiple stakeholders and a strong capacity building for all. To this end, in the framework of 2023 European Year of Skills, 
We work on the work of the new European Cybersecurity Competence Center in developing their annual work on the Horizon Europe and the Digital Europe Initiative. And the program supports stronger level of the cybersecurity for SMEs. We strongly support the efforts of the European Commission to establish a cybersecurity skill academy at Huawei. We believe that building skills and capacity will unlock all the potential of digital. That is why in 2023, we will launch this guide in several EU member states in their own languages. I'm certain that this guide will play a small but solid important role to improve the cybersecurity for European businesses, uh, especially for our SMEs. We look forward to your feedback, and together with our partners, we will make this guide available for all the European SMEs and interested organizations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, and Tony, if you don't mind, I do have a few um, follow-up questions for you, Tony, so if you'd like to maybe go back that way. Um, <laughs> you can take a sip of water. Um, first question really is, um, why this guide and why now? What was it you were trying to achieve with it? Um, because Huawei is a global um, digital company, um, our mission and vision is to bring the digital to every home organizations and the companies. And uh, we know the importance of cybersecurity since the early beginning of the companies. And uh, so many figures uh, uh, proved that we are facing uh, very uh, tough challenges. And uh, uh, as a company deep rooted in Europe more than two decades, uh, we are the most transparent company in cybersecurity, and we have the competence, we have the knowledges. And uh, we know that uh, our big organization also have such kind of level of the competence. So we want to focus on the SMEs. And uh, right now, I think it's never too late. Uh, before we have uh, uh, bilateral communication with the associations, but right now we want to together with EIT Digital and the Global Digital Foundations to really promote the cybersecurity awareness and the skills for the SMEs. Lovely. And then just one last other um, question then. I mean, this, this Q&A guide, you're basically giving help to the smallest SME to the bigger SME, aren't you? I mean, it's, it's, does, does your advice transcend to every single type of SME then? And how's it helping? Like, say, for example, a small bakery, someone that doesn't really understand what cybersecurity is. How would this guide help someone like them? I think uh, uh, this uh, Q&A guide uh, first is first a step. That's why we call for more partners to really uh, uh, understand the importance and uh, join these uh, uh, important initiatives. And uh, uh, awareness is important. And awareness, uh, after awareness, is they know where and how they get the capacity, get help. This guide is, is one part, but uh, 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 among that, we are going to have the opportunity to work not only Huawei, but other digital companies and also the uh, organizations to uh, introduce more practical measurements, tools. Uh, of course, the lawmakers are important. You need to 
uh, you know, uh, regulate well and uh, maybe put more fundings. And uh, but uh, this is the I think the first step. And uh, firstly, it's important is awareness and to know where we go. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, thank please you. do take a seat and do drink your water. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, well, without further ado, it's time now to introduce our panelists um, and get their take on, on this guide. Okay, so first we have Matea Bellotti, who's the education lead at EIT Global. Welcome. We have Eva Tesheva, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, um, co founder and cybersecurity lead at SIAN, member of the NISA Enterprise Security Working Group. Um, we also have John Higgins, CBE chair at Global Digital Foundation, and we have Milda. Uh, Kelos Kaite, <laughs> Senior Policy Manager, European Cybersecurity Organization responsible for SME policy, market developments and investments, the industry representative here. Okay, so I'll start with you, Matea, first. If you'd like to introduce yourself, tell everyone why you're here, maybe a few initial thoughts. Over to you. Thank you. So indeed, I'm Mattia Bellotti from EIT Digital, one of the community of the EIT, the European Institute of Innovation and Technology. And I'm here in my role here as education lead, where I'm coordinating several of the education programs that we're running at Yeti Digital. So why we are here at, as Yeti Digital and why also we wanted to contribute to this guide. First of all, we are contributing to, the, let's say, the domain of cybersecurity in two ways. One is more related to innovation and one is more related to education. In one case, we are trying to support, in the innovation side, we are trying to support startups, scale-ups, and in general also SMEs to uh, build, uh, build a venture or boost a venture, depending on uh, the program they want to uh, apply to. And I can explain later which are these programs. On the education side, what we are trying to do is to bridge the skill gap. So really try to uh, breed talents from the very early, let's say, young age, so from with a master program to more professional courses and other short-term courses for professionals to, uh, let's say, boost and increase uh, their skill and competencies in cybersecurity. And again, these are the programs that we can uh, discuss later more in detail. Exactly. Eva? Hi, everyone. It's really a pleasure to be here with you. I'm Eva Tasheva. I'm cybersecurity consultant. Cyan is my own micro-consultancy. Um, on cybersecurity services and I'm here today in my role of contributor to the guide so I was very happy and honored to be invited uh, by the partners to put my knowledge, my experience of improving cybersecurity of SMEs in the text so that this knowledge could be spread and, and, and given and um, what I'd like to invite you to think of this event and of the guide uh, today is that it is probably the first Christmas present uh, for Europe and for SMEs, but it's a very important one. Um, take it, take it, take it your own present and, and, and spread it because it, the text itself, we try to make it as approachable, as useful as possible, but it would mean nothing if it's not taken by, by the partners, by IT Digital, by uh, the, uh, the Global Digital Foundation, by you, and give it to an SME in your network give it to the people you care about because it would help them and who away um, is really going to make the biggest impact by sending it in their network on the ground. And a Christmas present from Mrs. Claus herself. <laughs> the spirit of Christmas, I really believe this is the best present I could deliver Thank today. you. Well, well, it's, it's the best way to deliver a message, you know, <laughs> go in character. John, over to you. Yeah. When Paul McDonald and I... Uh, formed Digi Global Digital Foundation about uh, six years ago now, nearly six years ago. It was founded on uh, the belief that um, 
digital technologies could be a really powerful driver of economic growth, of social progress. And, and I'd worked all my career um, um, on topics that made that a reality. For, for instance, I chaired um, a policy forum for DG Grow and uh, supported by DG Connect, looking at the digital transformation of Europe's industrial base. We did lots of these things. So Paul and I said, look, what, what shall we concentrate on in our global digital foundation? Let's concentrate on the bumps on, in the road that stop the realization of these benefits. Of course, I say to him now, Paul, did we have to pitch big bumps on the road? Uh, uh, but we seem to be concentrating on some, some of the tough tough things. Um, uh, for instance, recently we talked about operationalizing AI governance. That's a big third of our work. And we looked at hate speech online. And of course, this topic of um, improving cybersecurity is critical because without that, we won't get the benefits. We won't realize the benefits of digital technology. Now, although um, over the years I've learned a lot about uh, cybersecurity. I've spoken at events. I, I've uh, hosted events in Munich at the Cybersecurity Conference. I've done lots of things, but actually I've learned more about cybersecurity um, in my roles on the receiving end of it, as it were. So I chaired the audit committee at a British university, and we suffered a cyber attack. And I learned a lot about the, the realities, the practicalities of what you do. And only this week, um, I had a board meeting of a small museum in Bath, the city I live. Um, in fact, it's the Museum of East Asian Arts. And if anybody's in the city of Bath, please do go and visit. It's a little gem. Uh, but we had a board meeting on Monday, and one of the directors said to me, what are we doing about cybersecurity? And this is a small organization that employs maybe 10 people. Um, but nevertheless, it's right up there on our, on our board agenda. So, you know, although I, I know it, as it were, from the digital and theoretical perspective, I've actually learned uh, a lot that complements that from actually being involved in, uh, in some of the realities and how it affects organizations. And um, when we get to talk more, I can perhaps share some of those experiences as well. No, definitely, 100%. Um, and then finally to Milda. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, so I think you raised a very important uh, point, and I think this is the core of human nature that you learn uh, from your own mistakes. You don't learn from other people's mistakes, and I think this also applies to SMEs because um, a lot of SMEs in Europe live with an idea that it will never happen to me. Uh, that the, the, the always the, um, the main uh, targets are big corporations, critical service providers, but not a small bakery or uh, a small shop in the village, right? But that's not the case. And I think also my question is like, um, I wonder how many SMEs will read this guide. I did read. Uh, I wonder how many of you read this guide uh, in this, uh, in this um, um, event here. It, because the problem is that SMEs will always kind of struggle to, to understand that they need to have um, enough cybersecurity uh, resilience and capacities to fight the cyber attacks. And this, I think this is one of the things, uh, core things that we try to address at European Cybersecurity Organization that we represent. Of course, we work mainly with SMEs, the providers of cybersecurity solutions, because it's important to have uh, enough uh, cyber capacities in Europe to address all the cyber threats and to have a strong industrial basis. But we also have dedicated uh, work on the skills because also it's important to have enough cybersecurity professionals on the market who can actually help these SMEs to, to address uh, cybersecurity challenges, 
and to kind of to educate them. So I think um, this is a kind of short introduction from, from my side, but um, happy to, to discuss more um, in, the, in the upcoming debate. Definitely. Um, and just to say about the guide, everyone, you do have them on your chairs and I don't see many questions yet. So while you're reading, while you're listening, while you're thinking, put all of those questions into Slido. Um, OK, well, Milda, just picking up then on what you just talked about, you were saying about people only really act when they sort of learn from their mistakes. And you talked about the struggle for SMEs and then also you, you questioned whether or not they had read or perhaps would want to read this Q&A and what kind of information they could potentially get from it. So what, given your sort of opening gambit then, what's your sort of analysis of this Q&A guide? Is it helpful? It's absolutely helpful and uh, it's well written and I think it provides a lot of resources and tips how actually where, where this SME and uh, small business way they should start. Uh, how they should start building their uh, response plan, maybe w what kind of legislation they should look at in the first place. So there's a lot of um, kind of guidance uh, guidance in this document. But of course, the problem is that you know these small small businesses in like remote areas in Europe, uh, you know, or not necessarily also in the cities, they don't take uh, enough attention to address this issue. And I think that's that, that's the most important. Point. I think there should be, we can produce a lot of guides, guidelines and guides to, to for the SMEs, but there should be this mentality flip. The companies should understand that they are, everyone is a target nowadays. And with increased digitalization, it doesn't, ma doesn't matter your, the type of your business, the size of a business, you are the target. Because through you, uh, the malicious actors can reach other organizations, right? So everything is connected. So you should, you should not rule out yourself as a potential target. So I think it's very important to have this mentality switch, but how, it, how to achieve it, that's a, that's a challenging question. I, I, I'm afraid I don't have the concrete answer to that. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. I mean, I think it really is, I mean, you're right about it being an attitude switch that's needed because, I mean, from my perspective, um, perhaps John, you can um, answer this next one. It seems as if Europe is sometimes a little bit sleeping when it comes to this idea of digitalization and embracing technology. Um, we know obviously, um, you know, you can throw all kinds of you know, negative um, comments about the EU, over-regulated red table, all that kind of stuff, but they seem a little bit risk adverse. Even when, for example, you have things like the AI Act, um, they're not, it seems as if they're trying to always balance a little bit, um, you know, innovation um, against their, their sort of wariness against innovation in a way. So it's, it's always like two competing aims. So is it that there's a kind of malaise in Europe, if you see what I mean, that they don't quite seem to embrace everything fully and that's why perhaps they don't understand the risk, um, the SMEs don't really understand the risk or that's not communicated fully to them? Um, I actually wouldn't have said so. Um, I, I think um, if you run a business you're uh, of, of any sort, whether it's a public service or you're always looking at how do I achieve my objectives how do I maximize my opportunities and minimize my risks at least if you're a good manager you are and um, maybe I could just answer that by saying what I intend to do with this guide at the museum given that we only talked about it at the board meeting um, so I'm going to say to the manager the woman who runs the museum read through the guide and then then I'm going to talk it through with her in to, there'll be two aspects of it one is, just as part of your job of 
maintaining, looking after the assets and the resources of the organisation. It doesn't matter whether it's a piece of jade or anything else. This is part of that. You've just got to think of this as how you manage and protect your assets. Okay, so I'm going to ask us to go through it and then we're going to divide this into two things. One is the things she should just check with her, our IT service provider. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of small companies now do rely on an IT service provider, particularly the micro end, you know, the, the move source cloud computing. It's what you, it's what you do. So, uh, and so we check with your IT service provider that they're covering all the bases and ask them some sort of smart questions, which you can get from the guide. And then the other thing, which was covered in that little video, is what are the things that you need to tell the staff? And it's not a matter of scaring the staff or spooking them or even giving them yet more difficult things to deal with. Just give them a few simple things, which were, many of which were covered in, that gu in the guide. So just think of it as managing any other business risk. That's certainly what we did at the, um, at the University Audit Committee. As far as I was concerned, it was just another business risk. And it's a difficult one and you need specialists, but then... We had other business risks like the handling of human tissue in the research labs. You know, that's a fairly specialist topic as well. So turn to the specialist. And, and just before I leave that turn to the specialist, the advice about going to your CSERT or... We found GCHQs, the UK Security Service, incredibly helpful. You know, it's like pick the... Oh, here's a list of organisations you can go to, get these experts. I mean, very helpful. So turn to the experts. Like people's organisation. That's, that's Absolutely. I don't think that's something that SMEs, um, for example, in the UK would be. They produce they produce guides like this yeah. in the past, even. So yeah, they're they're really on it, and they they're very aware um, that if 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 they don't, I mean, it's it's true for all of us. It, that's why we're doing this. If we don't protect the the SME community, as it says in the guide, as it says in the video, then the rest of the economy. Let, let me just, just one other point uh, on that, because supply chains comes up in this quite a lot. If you look at the way the defence industry looks at its supply chains, it thinks about that in terms of its management of risk. And it thinks about how can I help the small businesses that supply me. And I think we need to encourage that attitude more in other sectors. I think it's good in some, you know, in automotive. Because if you're, um, or aerospace, you know, if, you're, if your supply chain fails, you're stuck, you're really stuck. And if they, if they are attacked, you are attacked. So we've got to get that message to big business as well. It's not just about looking after your um, cybersecurity. Look after your um, smaller suppliers and recognise they may not have the capabilities that you have. Okay. Um, well, Eva, um, you, of course, worked on, this, on developing this SME um, Q&A cybersecurity guide as well. Um, John was talking there about encouragement. Essentially... You are providing a personal sort of hand, um, you know, hand-holding service um, to that specific museum. But does the guide in itself do that? Because you're not always going to have someone like John to help yourself out. So if you just read this guide, is that enough to sort of motivate you? And if I may also, in the research um, in, into putting this guide together, what were the most surprising things that you found when it came to SMEs? Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. So this is also what I'm doing. John is evangelist. I go and I actually support SMEs to implement cybersecurity for, for, for themselves. And all this knowledge we try to to put in the guide so that it's a go-to place, a Q&A. The first questions you would receive, probably John received, we try to address as well in the guide. So it's, it's, it's the starting point in the cybersecurity journey. But what was the most surprising thing you asked when I did the research? It's really how important SMEs are 
50% of the EU GDP. We know 50%, the other 50% is government. So it's basically government and SMEs that drive the economy that put, allows us to be able to purchase uh, food and put on the table to, to, to build a house, um, to live our lives, and how little we have supported them, the SMEs, to improve their cybersecurity, knowing that 50% of them would go out of business mm. if they are suffering a major cyber attack. This means we are just betting. It's, it's, a, it's a bet. It's a casino game. Would they 50%, basically 25% of our GDP disappear because of cyber attack or not? And we haven't done enough to support this bet yet. Um, and on the other hand, I recognize that the challenge it is. Um, I work myself with SMEs, I work with large companies, but they're usually those aware and they come to me. They come to me and they say, Eva, we saw you here or there registered and we like to increase our cybersecurity. How do we do that? I help them. But how do you reach older, other uh, millions of, of companies uh, in Europe? How do you reach them to trigger this curiosity, trigger this need, awareness for them to improve cybersecurity? This, I think, comes out in every discussion we have about cybersecurity uh, of SMEs. And this is, again, what I think the Q&A would have also the biggest added value by being translated in what uh, Tony just announced today, uh, that they would also put it, Huawei would put it in the network of all or major member states so that it could easily be transmittable to SMEs. EIT Digital, I don't even speak about, I'm an SME myself, cybersecurity, so thank you, Mude, also for the work you do for, for us. I face this issue, we're two-people company. We need to grow and we want to sell our services. How do we find the resources? How do we find the knowledge as well, if I'm not in security, obviously, to also invest in sustainably growing my business with security? What sort of security do you have then for a two-person team? It's uh, pretty much we rely on suppliers. We rely on the infrastructure, on the cloud uh, security. I obviously am in the sector, so I know how to yeah. manage the data. It's about data security. But um, multi-factor authentication, everything I put in the guide, it's everything that I do for my company. Again, because I experience it firsthand and I know that this is manageable. It's also very nice to say, ah, you should adopt AI tools. They're there on the market, it's, it's available. But I know it won't happen because it requires money, it requires research, and eventually it's a lot of infrastructure behind for SME to be able to take advantage of this technology. So simple tools, simple awareness measures, simple, um, we rely obviously a lot on suppliers, on, on the uh, IoT solution security, on the data security in the cloud um, services, on, 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 on all of this. And Matea, then, would you like to sort of elaborate on um, your aspect? You were talking about education and education being key. Yeah, indeed. We, we believe that, first of all, we know that we have a very big uh, shortage of people expert in many digital topics, including especially cybersecurity. So this is what, as EIT Digital, we are really trying, of course, EIT Digital is not enough, but we are really trying to uh, show, uh, close this gap in uh, skills, in digital skills in general, and specifically in uh, 
cybersecurity. And we believe that the gap is existing at a different level. First of all, we need more people in general who are experts and technical experts in cybersecurity. And this is what, for instance, what we are trying to do in our EAT Digital Master School, really breeding talent from the young age who are experts in a specific uh, technology domain, cybersecurity. We have a master in cybersecurity with seven universities, seven European universities, with allowing students to study in two of these universities, so in different countries, for instance, Romania, Italy, France, Finland. And on top of that, we are not only giving them, uh, the, say, the technical knowledge, but we are also giving them a minor in innovation and entrepreneurship. Because we really believe that besides the technical knowledge, to be leader and to be involved in an SME, but also in a larger corporate, or even to start your own startup, you really need to have also have uh, skills and knowledge in, uh, in uh, innovation, entrepreneurship, and how to manage uh, your own business. And this is what we are trying to do at, let's say, at ta for talent at a younger age. So to give them a specific master program with a pan-European, uh, let's say, experience to really provide them, them the skills to be leader in cybersecurity. On top of that, we are also trying to, uh, let's say, target people that are already in the market. So for instance, we have short-term courses for example, in terms of summer schools. In this case, we are targeting uh, young professionals. And we are, uh, again, we are always trying to have a combination of technical skills in cybersecurity with uh, more uh, soft skills, what we can call soft skills, or management skills, entrepreneurship skills throughout uh, our program. For example, next year, we will have uh, a cybersecurity summer school in Greece. Also, what we are trying to do, always to attract more people, is also to have these uh, programs in an attractive location. So for example, this one will be in uh, but is it hard to get older generations um, to get involved with the learning aspect when it comes to understanding what the risk is perhaps to the SME that they are working for? And perhaps in which sectors are we seeing the most risks to SMEs? Yeah, I have to say that is hard because indeed the third target that uh, we are we are target, the target person that we are at the IT Digital are indeed professionals. Through our professional schools, we are targeting professionals, and also we see that depending on the sector, we have to target a different level of professional. So for instance, in artificial intelligence, in data management, we can uh, target people that are more experienced already, but they have to boost their skills. But really, for example, in cybersecurity, we really see that we have to target, let's say, the, a general audience, a general public, people without a degree in computer science, without a knowledge in ICT, really to get the knowledge and to grasp what is needed, again, as we are doing in this guide from the basic, to really uh, understand the problem and try themselves to uh, implement some measures to, uh, let's say, uh, fight against uh, you know, cyber attacks and, uh, and have be become more knowledgeable of uh, cyber security. And which one of you would like to actually take the question on the people problem then? Because, I mean, yes, it was a little bit ageist to say perhaps the older generations don't necessarily, um, you know, understand or, or, or want to adapt to understanding what, what cybersecurity is. But how much of a problem is it? Perhaps, um, Milda, you could take the question then. How much of a problem is it for SMEs when it comes to their staff and understanding what the risk is? How difficult is it? Is it just simply they turn up to, to, to the office and they open an email? I mean, it... it it can happen so easily, can't it? I mean, of course, I think there is a lot of discussions about this, the, the need for cyber hygiene and the need for, for proper cybersecurity skills. So, of course, so this is also what we do at EXO. We recognize the need to address different age groups and even, even different gender, gender groups. Uh, as you might have heard, there is this Women for Cyber uh, foundation. So this was an initiative that originated uh, at EXO, but now it's uh, completely separate, very successful 
initiative with which we try to address the, the, the gender gap in cybersecurity. So to bringing more professionals, uh, female professionals to the field of cybersecurity and it's, and it's going well and also bringing more female cybersecurity professionals on the panels because sometimes we see that there's, there's always a lack of it. So, well, they're two here today. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's not the case. It's not the case today. But as you can see, in many in we're in the majority today. It's okay. Sorry, gentlemen. <laughs> exactly. So, so also, I also suggest to you to check out. There is there is even like the book we we released of like hacking gender gaps. So even wh whenever you have a question, what kind of female professional you would like to invite to your panel? You have a basically a depository of of professionals. You just can kind of open the page and find the, 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 the expert you need for your panel. So, but also we have this Youth for Cyber initiative where we had different um, education learning modules for different age groups, starting with the primary school, um, high school students, um, uh, let's see, the, the teenagers and the early um, uh, um, the early adults, like the, the, the university, first year university students. So we, there is different modules where uh, people can, can learn the basics of cybersecurity. So it also kind of increased the awareness, what kind of links not to click and so on, but also encourage people to join the cybersecurity. So we try to address this gender gap. Um, but I also kind of, if, if, if I may, ahead, yeah. I would like to kind of come back to what Eva mentioned, like how to reach the SMEs, right? Because I think we, we develop a lot of policies and interesting stuff here in Brussels and it's all nice, but all the SMEs are actually, you know, all throughout Europe. And at, at EXO, we kind of, we promote the multi-level governance. So we see that the regions are very important in developing a strong cybersecurity policy in Europe because regions have the proximity to the local ecosystems, to the SMEs, be they uh, the users of cybersecurity or providers of cybersecurity cyber solutions. That's why we, uh, we have even like a dedicated working group to work with the regions. We, uh, we, we work on different projects. And also now we coordinate the network of this so-called European Digital Innovation Hubs. So these are the regions who are approved by the, commission, by the European Commission to, to advance and develop digitalization in the regional ecosystems. And this is where, where the, the real impact can happen and we can actually address these issues of making SMEs more aware of what kind of cybersecurity measures they should take. Now, there's one thing I want to touch upon. Um, our MEP also spoke about it. She brought up um, the Ukraine war. Um, I think it's perhaps a little bit well, quite obvious to say we, we can perhaps understand why European SMEs um, have been targeted. But also we saw phishing attacks, um, as I said in the introduction, increase during the COVID pandemic. So why, John, if I could perhaps come to you, why was this increase during um, the beginning of, of the pandemic? And then obviously, I, I guess, it, it, as I said, it is perhaps quite obvious why SMEs are perhaps more of a, have a target on their backs because of the war in Ukraine. Well, I think... In the beginning of the pandemic, it was pretty obviously because everyone was online. So how are you going to get to people other than um, online? Um, but I think it's also, when we look at this problem, we, we, we really need to sort of segment it, as it were. So the issues that we've got that arise from, say, hostile state cyber attacks, we really don't want to worry SMEs about that, frankly. 
Um, the, the owner of the SME. I mean, the that's SME, always the big thing that, that, you know, the big sort of ticket item that you see flashing. Of course it is. Yeah. But, I mean, I, if I just... And I, and I think it's good to make it real just by, you know, I'll go back to the board meeting on Monday. We've got one board member who reads The Economist, he reads The Financial Times, he comes into the board and he's terrified about what's going to happen. And it, disproportionately, to my mind, it's not, it's not the highest thing on our risk register. So we certainly do need to take steps with the business owners and managers. And I think a way to get at those that's often underestimated are their audit and accounting firms. Because this is about risk management of the management of resources, just like any. So if you want to get to SME owners, a good channel is through their accounting and audit firms. Then, but then when it comes to what do you tell your staff, don't frighten them. Use some of the things in the guide, um, as, as Eva would say, I'm sure. Just get the basics right. You know, if they can do the basics, the cyber hygiene and a little bit more, they don't really know to need to know what's under the covers any more than if they're the van driver. They need to know how the van works. They don't. Uh, so, you know, break the thing down. I, I think at the, at the bigger level of have we got enough people coming into the industry, into the providers? Um, absolutely not. You know, we, and we need to encourage smart people. But just as we do generally into the digital sector to provide digital services, whether that's you know, systems analysis or, or programming or, you know, or development of uh, algorithms. But don't, let's not, like, just scare everyone by saying it's doom and gloom because we, we, we just need to equip the business owners with the ability to manage the business, which the guide does, and also give them tools to help bring their staff up to speed. And it's, and it's our job, I suppose, you know, it's our job to make sure that that stuff behind the scenes works and so they can worry more about where they're going to win more business from rather than who's going to steal my data, if that makes sense. No, no, it does. Um, and Eva, what would be your, I mean, just building upon then um, what, what John just said there, what would be the three sort of main takeaways, you could say, for especially a very small SME, if they're going to read this guide, what's the sort of three main things they, they should definitely be, be looking at? So what John said is, is very correct. From a security perspective, we work with risk management because there is no 100% security and we, we have it in the physical world. There's no reason to expect it in the digital world. But what we need to know is what is important to us. And this is one of the recommendations answered in the Q&A. Identify what are your uh, important processes, what are your important assets. Focus your energy and efforts in protecting them. This is the first. Identify the second point is take protection measures. It could be very easy protection measures and in the future you could think of more advanced uh, capabilities. But this would not only help protect your business, it would allow you to take ownership of your business. Again, it's not left on the cyber criminals to decide how you would sell and how long you would live. No, it's on you to decide. And this is the way to take, again, control of your business by implementing security for it. And last but not least, we have to understand that cyber attacks happen every day. And it could happen to you. It happens to me. We were... Did it happen to him? We were subject, uh, probably many of you would recognize in my team, uh, CEO fraud. Someone sends a message uh, to my employee with a nice photo from LinkedIn of my yeah, partner, because they're not so often in, in contact. Oh, I urgently need this voucher. 
send it over because I'm at the conference and it's important client, so we need to go ahead and, and, and do this. We are all subject to cyber attack. How serious, how critical they are and how much and we would, would just, lose. Just, just quickly, um, what would your advice be then to somebody who gets a, an email with, with the face of their boss on yeah. um, and that person thinks, oh, she finally wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, yeah. um, <laughs> which obviously I'm sure you do. Uh, but what would be your, your, your advice then? Or someone gets a text message saying you've just won, I don't know, a fund for some money or how would you like to, to be a part of a government scheme or X, Y, Z? I mean, there's so many examples of it. People contacting you either on social media or, you know, or, or you know, messaging you. How, would you. how would you do it? How would you stop them from doing it? Do you just say, look, if you don't understand the text message or if it's come from a weird number or something like mm -hmm. that, you just don't respond, is that? Exactly, so this is, this is a very relevant question actually that we also received in the, in the writing of the Q&A and we answer step by step. So you have to first see, is it something solicited or not? So it's, the world is sometimes very generous, but rarely you receive nice or, or, or critical news over digital communication. So is that something that you expect? Did you contact this organization and you expect a return from them? This is usually the first clue. Okay, it's not something I expect, so I have to dig further. Who is the sender? Is it legitimate, actually? Because most of the cases, it's just, it's just a photo. They don't even claim my husband's identity. So you, it's upon you to see, okay, uh, what is there behind? Who is really the sender? Is it even uh, the right number, the right email? Um, and, you know, of the organization. Um, see if there's urgency. So we all live in a world where we are very quick and we work and we, we, we move forward. But this is also a way to, to trap people. Be mindful. Be yeah. mindful. So if there is this big urgency, so don't fall immediately into reactive mode. Think, okay, it's an urgency to the sender, but who is the sender? What do they really want from me? Why should it be emergency for me? Um, and last but not least, how does it look like? Because still very often the messages, the phishing attacks are not that professional. So you might spot a typing error, you might spot some weird way of um, writing something instead of, uh, oh, it's a zero, for instance. Those are typical errors that you would spot even very sophisticated um, phishing or... Uh, so put on your effect. spidey sense, everyone. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm going to quickly go to some questions because we are almost uh, running like out to, of... Oh, sorry, yes. By saying that it's, it's, it's a process, right? We have spent thousands of years as a society to learn how to protect individual protection in the physical world for ourselves. Then we had the governments, we had, you know, the police, the law enforcement that help us protect but also spreads the, the laws and the rules so that we are aware of what are the, the, the low-hanging fruits. We now start with cybersecurity. Let's be um, serious about it. Let's try to catch up as, as soon as possible and to share as well so that we can help each other. If you see someone robbed on the street, would you run after the, uh, the thief? Or would you call the police? You would. So do the same in digital space. If you see something happening, react. Contact the authorities. Provide support to, to your peer. Even just saying, oh, I'm really sorry for what happened to you. You know, how can I help you? This will already keep be learning from yeah, very all the bad useful. experience as well. Uh, Milda, I'll go for you, uh, come to you for this question. Um, the, 
they ask, could you comment on cloud security and how cloud computing could help SMEs? And this is from Detlef. Right, well, cloud security, I think, can help SMEs, but also it kind of opens the, the let's see, the, the threat um, uh, perimeter, right? So I think it's kind of uh, pros and cons, so you have to know how to handle that, right? So, because it's, it's, it's very useful, um, to you know, to where to store your data and the very important information, but of course it opens this like the threat perimeter. So and then you need to have a proper security measures in place. So it's a pros and cons uh, at the same time. So I think that would be kind of a short comment, short answer. That's perfect because we we only have a few minutes. Um, Mateo, I'll come to you for the last question. Then, is this guide planned to be enriched with additional questions in the future, reporting incidents, and choosing the right tools to prevent a business return on security investment would be interesting to address. Yes, definitely. As Tony was also saying in his introduction, this guide is a is a first step. So now this is a guide with Huawei, AT Digital, and Global Digital Foundation. But what we want to do is to uh, get different stakeholders on board, try to understand their needs, not only at a European level, but also at a national and regional level. Because again, as we were saying, what we, we need to, how to reach the SME, one of the best ways is to go into the local and, and regional ecosystem. Because this is where the SMEs are used to play, and where they feel confident, and where they go to ask questions. So again, this is a first step. But what we are trying to do and what we will do in the future is to try to improve this guide and also involve different perspectives and different stakeholders. Indeed. Okay, well, since you were talking, I'll ask you for your final comments then or key takeaway or whatever it is, um, the wisdom that you want to impart to the audience before we leave. Well, in, uh, in, in my case, focusing on, let's say, on a different uh, perspective from, from some of the other panelists, I really believe that on top of, indeed, we have this guide and this is a very uh, first step for people to... Uh, understand what is needed and the basics that are under, that they need for cybersecurity. But again, the, they also have to look around. And at European level and also at the national level, there are several programs for helping SMEs in cybersecurity. So again, look around and try to find the programs and the services that really can uh, support you. And many of these can also be for free. So actually, it's not even that uh, there is a payment behind. So look around and uh, go and seek for this uh, services and education programs that can help you. Thank you. Next to Mrs. Claus, Eva. <laughs> so very important is to, to stay aware, so try to learn for yourself, but also give your knowledge. This is what I do. So I do cybersecurity for, for, for living, right? But I come here and I share the knowledge for free. Why I do it? Because we all need to be more secure eventually, and it's a big task. We can only do it if we work together Share your knowledge, help others around you, and this would improve also your security in return. Thank you so much, John. Um, I should declare an interest. I chair a company that provides cloud computing services. Well, actually, it does quite special. So the question should have come to you, yeah. But it, it, it's quite specialist, sort of open source cloud. But um, putting that aside, you know, any business I was involved in, I would say definitely explore external provision of some sort or another. I mean, it's like. Don't keep your money under the mattress. Use a trusted bank. And the same thing, you know, give, in a sense, give the problem to someone else. You trust someone else with your data that's got a brilliant reputation for doing it. And, I, you know, I'm not promoting, I don't know, AWS or something like that, but clearly these people are looking after data for loads of people. Uh, so think about a cloud service provider that's suitable for you. I, I think as a business risk, that would definitely be on my list of yeah. things to do. 
Well, I think as the, as the last one in the row, I just can say that I agree with uh, <laughs> that er <laughs> with everything that uh, the uh, fellow speakers said. I think yeah, it's just important that indeed as. Um, it was said the company should be proactive and look for different different solutions because even like the big cybersecurity companies providers they give a lot of um, valuable information resources for free so we can already like educate yourself learn about the basic the basic uh, cybersecurity needs and how you can um, inco incorporate and adjust these things and of course uh, I think what I can mention also. And if you if you need any advice or anything, yeah, don't be a stranger. Get in touch with us, with the EXO, European Cybersecurity Organization, and as I think as as well with the other other panelists and the organizations, because there's a lot of things around. There's up uh, on, online. Just you need to take a good use of it. Thank you so much, um, and I thank you so much all of the panelists. Um, I think for anyone watching, there's been a lot of information on cybersecurity for SMEs, and don't forget to read this Q&A guide. Um, thank you so much for watching. Take care, and bye-bye. <laughs>